Menuchim, Aboyim. One second, sorry. Bruchim Aboyim b'Shem Hashem b'Rachnuchim Eves Hashem. Welcome to our weekly, and we we mean weekly Wednesday night shear. Um, but it's not Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It's not Wednesday night. Sorry. Erev Chag Hashukays Tavshin Ayin Ches Baruch Hashem Zeche Hashashana In Kippur Zeche to a new year David is going to give us all Brachas Shuas Nachamas Teishnas Ait Chupa Everything else that end of Chavis. Whatever Hashem, whatever you ask from Hashem, Hashem should fulfill for each and every one of us. Excuse <coughs> me, and it should be with health, with wealth, with happiness. And that's why we now march into the happy Yomtev of Chag Haksukais. Chag Haksukais Hazeh. It's a Yem Simcha. It's Man Simcha Seinu. Simchaseinu is Mikra Kedesh. The Tera calls it Zman Simchaseinu. On Sukkis, we have many different mitzvahs. And amongst the many different mitzvahs, of course, we know of the beautiful mitzvah of Lulav and Esrig, where we take together, and we're going to discuss in Hashem during the Shir, where we take together the four different species the Lulav, the Hadas, the Arova, and of course, the Kachtam Lechem Priyei the Esrig. She is the Lanishma, as we forgot, sorry to say. Batsheva, Chana, Allah Shalom, Asbad Lachayim, Rebavram Shiyichye. Kaddish is now finished for her. And may she be a militiation for her children, for her family, for her parents, her grandmother. Children, of course, and husband. Um, I believe I omitted last time as well, and my apologies. Nilan Nishmas of Manachai Chaim ben Meisha Halevi, who had his 24th yard site. His Nishama should also have an Aliyah, and Kal Yisrael Yeshua. Chag Hasukais. As we said, we have the mitzvahs, Dalad Minim. We have mitzvahs v'samachtu b'chagecho. And then we have the mitzvah of Basuka Teshu Shivas Yamim. However, Yamtiv is not referred to as mitzvahs, as Chag Halulav. Chag Esri, Chag Adalad Minim, it's Chag Hasukais. What is the significance of the name Chag Hasukais over the other mitzvahs? One of the simple explanations of the greatness of the sitting in the Sukkah, how it supersedes the mitzvah of Dalad Minim. Firstly, mitzvah sukkah starts the first second that we start Yom Tov. Tonight, Hashem, as soon as night falls, the candles are lit, we begin Yom Tov Sukkis. And we also begin the obligation of Basukas Teshu. Until the end of Yom Tov. Whereas the mitzvah of Dalad Minim, of taking the Lulav and taking the Yeshe, will only begin tomorrow morning.
halacha, and I believe I've said this before, Mata Ephraim brings a very interesting halacha. Basically, many Chabad is not as such, but you very rarely would see a shlak on a Chabad sukkah. A shlak being the covers that they put on top of the sukkahs. And that's for a simple reason, of course, that when it rains, the sukkah should be covered so it doesn't get uh, wet. Um, also, another custom that Chabad has, <laughs> I'm not going to say doesn't have, Chabad does have, <coughs> is to consider the sukkah walls, schach, the evergreen, the bamboo, whatever it might be, beautiful. And therefore, when we say we need to have a beautiful sukkah, the decorations of our sukkah are the walls and the schach. Granted, many people hang a picture of the Rebbe in the sukkah. Difficult to sit in a room without a picture of the Rebbe. If you're doing something holy, you're doing a mitzvah. Not that Chassid Sholem were praying to the picture of the Rebbe, but it becomes a connection with the Rebbe. And therefore, usually, you'll find a picture of the Rebbe in most sukkahs, as you'll find in most Chabad houses. And I've told that story as well of the fellow that was not from yet, and he had a from brother, and um, he had a dream of either he was climbing a mountain, he couldn't go any further, and he saw a man with a flowing white beard standing on the mountain, waving to him, waving him on, encouraging him, and each time he says he waved his hand, it gave him strength, and the strength finally gave him enough strength to climb the mountain. And he couldn't figure out who this man was, of course, or how this man was able to do that. But he really physically felt the strength add to his life as each time the man waved his arm. And therefore, when he came to visit his brother and he walked into the house, the first picture he saw was the Rebbe, the Rebbe's picture on the wall, he realized this was the man that gave him the strength of each I believe the story goes that he walked in and he fainted when he saw the picture. Um, I wasn't there? Can't tell you for sure. The sukkah, therefore, we don't put a covering. It's always kosher. It's always there. The world that does put a covering, there's a very interesting Mata Ephraim that says, that the sukkah may not be covered by Ashmashas Arab sukkahs. Bain Ashmashas is an auspicious, is an interesting time frame. In the during the day, the day starts with Alisa Shachar, the morning break, daybreak. Then there's Netzachama, which is considered sunrise. Then there's Chatzois Hayoim, which is midday. There's Plag HaMincha, which is an X amount of time before Mincha. There's Shkia, sunset. And Seyskechav, nightfall. Now, Shkia and Seyskechav have a gap. 35, 55, 72 minutes, whatever it might be. This gap between Shkia, sunset, and Seisekechov, nightfall, is called Bain Hashmashes. Between, it's a between time, and therefore would be considered neither here nor there, <laughs> really in essence, in a time frame. And it, it's become very problematic um, halachically, because that time is not reckoned today or night, it becomes literally halachically problematic. Um, for example, 
if a boy is born Friday Friday evening after sunset before nightfall his bris will be on Sunday excuse me why because he's born not Friday and not Shabbos if a child is not born on Shabbos he can't have his bris on Shabbos because generally what you would say, if the boy was born on Tuesday Ben Hashmashes, you would say make a Wednesday bris. Because Tuesday might be too early. Because it might not, Tuesday, right, might be too early if the Ben Hashmashes is considered Wednesday already. If Ben Hashmashes would be considered Tuesday, then yes, the bris should be on Tuesday. But in order to avoid the issue, usually the bris would be on Wednesday. Whereas... On Shabbos, you can't do that if it's Friday Eve. And therefore, if it was Ben Hashemashas on Friday, the child's bris would be on a Sunday. Um, and I had an interesting case of such, and very dear relative, close relative, who was born on Chavdalet El, Ben Hashemashas, apparently. So his bris should have been on Rosh Hashanah, but it couldn't be Rosh Hashanah because... It was Ben Hashmashas. It couldn't be the second day of Rosh Hashanah either because it was still Yom Tif, And it was, a, it was a suffix if that was the right day or the right day was the day before. And therefore it had to wait till some G'dayat to have the bris. We all gained from that. The fact that we were able to come to the bris and I merited to be the Sandik by the bris. Um... So therefore, the halach is that if Ben Hashmashes, the sukkah is covered by a schach, it would be rendered possible to be used throughout the sukkah. So you would not be allowed to use that sukkah. Or at least the days of Yom Tiv, the first days of Yom Tiv, and then you'd have to lift the schach up and put it back down again to make it work for the rest of the sukkahs. But you cannot fix it on Yom Tiv itself, and therefore um, you would not be able to use that sukkah. Because Bein Hashmashas, the sukkah, has to be fit for use. And if it's covered at that hour, then it would not be fit for use. So we see, therefore, that the sukkah's relevance is already starting from Bein Hashmashas. Another plus, another reason that sukkah is greater than the Dalit Minim, the Dalit Minim the Lulav, Eshig, Adasana, Aravis, we only do once a day. You can't do it a second time. It's only once a day. Whereas the sukkah, any time that you sit in the sukkah to eat, to drink, to learn, obviously not to have idle chat, but to sit and to learn, you're doing the mitzvah all day long, and night as well. And then, of course, those that have the custom to sleep in the sukkah. Again, thankfully, Chabad does not have that many. And that, of course, is based on, if you're keeping score at home, the Gemara and the sukkah, Chav Ches Amid Beis, 28 side 2, where the Gemara says, Teshvu, the Pasuk says, Teshvu, Teshuvu Ke'en Teduru, to sit there as if you live there, as if you're dwelling there. And just like the person lives in their home, they should now live in their sukkah for the course of the week. Other additional things that the mitzvah of sukkah have. A mitzvah, tefillin. But you know what, let's not go to tefillin, because tefillin is not relevant on sukkahs for most people. There are those that do put on tefillin, they're in Chalamay, they're not, definitely not Chabad, or any Chassidi Sephard. The... Um, Yeah. 
the mitzvah of Lulav and Esrik, the Lakachtem Lochem. Taylor tells us the mitzvah, direct mitzvah, to take to you. Now, generally, when you tell a person to take something, they take it with their hands. You don't take something with your feet or with your mouth or any other part of your body. You take it with your hands. So the mitzvah of Lekicha, of taking the lulav and the yeser, is done with your hands. You can look at your lulav and yeser when you're making the bracha. So you're doing something with your eyes, but you're not accomplishing the mitzvah of the lulav and yeser, with your eyes. You can concentrate on all the proper and great intentions of the mitzvah of Lulav of Dalad Minim, but you're not doing the mitzvah with your mind. You're not yaitza this mitzvah, by thinking about Lulav and Esrik. So therefore, the mitzvah of Dalad Minim is done solely with your hands. Nothing else. Sukkah takes and encompasses the entire body. Every part of the body goes in the sukkah. Albeit, in crucial circumstances, putting your head in the sukkah is sufficient. If the only space that you can build in your sukkah would fit only your head and you put your hand inside to feed yourself that would also be a mitzvah and unfortunately of course we go back to the times of the holocaust where with the great 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 mysterious nefesh Eden built themselves this little makeshift sukkah. I don't believe they said the bracha leshiva sukkah, but at least they put their heads inside, made a bracha, or whatever they ate. But in general, the sukkah is a sukkah, a mitzvah that encompasses the entire body of the person. The person goes into their sukkah, they go the whole body in. <laughs> I have seen um, in extenuated circumstances like pouring, pouring rain and a person wanted to eat something that they would either run into the sukkah and run back out again and eat it or they would just lean over with their head and their shoulders into the sukkah to eat. If you keep me scored on the Gemara, you vomit. Samach Gimel Meralef. There's a tesis, 63 side 1. The tesis, Dibya Maschal Shein. It's called Adam. Shein le bayis, any Adam. A person does not have a home. Homeless is not considered a person. From here we learn that the concept of a dwelling, a person, affects him even outside his home. Person is connected to his home even when he's not in the house. And therefore, sukkahs, that the dwelling of the person is the sukkah, as we said before, that Teshuvu came to Duru. Therefore, even walking on the street, the person is connected to his sukkah. The month of Tishrei is a general month. And of course, we, as we said before, amass different spiritual connections to God. From all the mitzvahs of the month of Tishrei, that we take on for ourselves, for our service, that continues throughout the world, what does the sukkah 
effect on us for the entire year. There's a commandment, Bechol Dirachecha Da'ehu. In all your journeys, you should know Him, you should know God. A person needs to know that he has to serve God not only when he prays, not only when he's learning, all times of the day, personal matters, whatever it might be, when a person is doing mundane work, the person needs to be involved in thinking about God. And the sukkah gives us strength to do just that. For as we sit in the sukkah, we're Mekai in the mitzvah. Also, any personal things, eating, drinking, sleeping even, you are Mekai, you are doing a mitzvah. So too, any mundane things about our life, about our year, needs to be done with godly intentions. If you're keeping score at home, the Gemara with the Zara Zayin Amar Aleph, seven side one, where the Gemara refers to, makes reference to, the Sukkah as a mitzvah kala. Mitzvah kala, a simple mitzvah. When a Jew goes out to work for for God, the entire year, with resolve. Come what may, whatever it might be. The person knows, Ani Eved Shemelech Malchai Amlochem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I am the servant of God Almighty, and nothing will hold me back from that. When a person goes out with that resolve, it is easier for him to overcome obstacles to make a dwelling place for God on this world. And when a person makes when he makes his dwelling place for God in everything that he does, the Almighty repays him and replenishes him from Yodah HaChava and supplies him with everything that he missed, that he's lacking, Bone, Chaye, the sukkah. They tell a story. It's a story, and unfortunately, I don't have a name of the town, or name of the rabbi or the rebbe of the town. But the story is a good one. In this town, the Rebbe himself, the Rabbi, was a man of means. And being a man of means, he always sought to it to have a beautiful, sturdy sukkah built. Always managed to get the best wood excuse me the best wood and the best handiwork decorated beautifully one year was a prosperous year in the town and the people were feeling very generous so generous were they feeling that everyone decided this year we're all going to have a beautiful sukkah. And everybody went out and bought the best wood. However, not everybody was capable of building. So, immediately they called the union. I guess it was Union uh, 39. Don't believe that. They got together a few younger light that had hands, skilled, talented. There's always that guy who knows how to yield the hammer. Oh, you don't know what a hammer is. It's a tool. <laughs> Today it's drills. 
Today's uh, air guns. Um, yeah, the modern modern way of world. How often do you see the person actually swinging a hammer? And therefore, people don't understand when you say, "I'd rather be a hammer than a nail." They don't understand what it means. They don't appreciate it. The kid said. They had a few group of guys that knew how to do things. And they went from house to house, of course, making a few piastas in the deal. And they built everybody the most beautiful, sturdy sukkahs. Now, regardless what your sukkah order is, regardless of your exact measurements, not always the nine, the two by fours, and one inch plywood, quarter inch plywood, and your uh, cross beams, etc., come out exact. You obviously can't buy less because it'll be a limping sucker. So you need to buy always a little extra here, a little extra there, a little extra piece of wood. Sometimes you an extra two by four, sometimes an extra. You're building a 10-foot sukkah, you have a 12-foot 2x4, it's 2 feet left. So these handymen, shall we call them, aside from making a handsome profit for the construction of every sukkah, also amassed quite a substantial amount of scrap. Why throw it out? You cut a piece of wood here, you cut a piece of wood there, you excuse me, a piece of plywood. Whatever you had, you had extra scraps. It was the whole town. So it was a substantial amount, substantial amount of scraps. Well, it's 11 o'clock, Erev Sukkot. Everyone is ecstatic. They're decorating their Sukkot to the hill. And the handyman, the beautiful, brilliant handyman got a rude wake-up call. So we were so busy building everybody's sukkahs the shustigate bought of us. I got no sukkah. What do I do now? There's no sukkah. Oi! was the response. And now what? No, <laughs> and they said, "Listen, we don't have time. We're seven guys. We don't have time to build seven sukkahs, and we don't have time to even go buy the material for it. But we have a lot of scrap. Let's go to the outskirts of town, where it's neutral ground. Nobody owns it. It's hefka." And build a sukkah with all our scraps. We're handymen. We can do it. And lo and behold, two, three hours later, not gorgeous, patchwork sukkah. Today they call it modern art. The patchwork sukkah was standing. And they knew that, okay, the older families would come to eat there. Ashrechem. And that night, everybody came to show. Everybody looked so fresh and so happy. Such a beautiful feeling. I am going to sit tonight in my beautiful sukkah. The davening was even more elaborate. People were so, so happy. The spirit was so beautiful. And when the last Kaddish was said, they all called out in unison, Good Yomtev! What a beautiful Yomtev we're going to have, Mietzah Hashem. And they all wished each other Good Yomtev. They started to sing and to dance in the shul. And they started to make their, day, their way to the front doors of the shul, the nice size shul, 
But the real doors, they opened the doors. And they were greeted by random weather. This was not on their phones. <laughs> this was not on their computers. This was not on anything for that matter. All of a sudden, the wind is blowing, howling. And there's a freezing cold rain coming down. No! Fart chassidim. We can eat in a second. All of a sudden, the wind picked up. And this weather became hurricane dimensions. And as they're sitting there and standing there, they're trying to push the doors closed again, barely closing the doors against these winds and torrential downpour, which they thought would just be a passing through because there was no clouds in the sky. Not the day before. And they start hearing the awful sound. The sound of bang. sound of crash. Sounds of broken glass. This was churning their stomachs. This was horrifying them. What's going on? What's happening out there? They've never seen the likes of such a storm. But the storm raged on. And they thought it would last 10, 15 minutes. And it raged and it blew and it howled. And they were standing there practically cowering in the shoals. And all of a sudden, like it came, it went. After half an hour, 40 minutes, it was calm. They opened the doors to the shul, and everybody starts to go to their sukkah. Oi! The battle cry became Oi! From every house we heard Oi! It was almost like Makas Becheris. And the people were looking around at the what used to be their sukkah, where their sukkah was once. Was tut jetzt? No, was tut denn jetzt? Good question, was tut denn jetzt? Well, obviously, the rabbi must have a good one. Rabbi Sukkah, it's always a Sukkah, beautiful Sukkah. Let me gain to the Rabbi Sukkah. And as they're approaching the Rabbi's house, help me weiter the battle cry, Oi! Gewalt, Gewalt, Yidin, Gewalt! And the Rabbi Sukkah, Liknebuch in shambles. One wall's in the, up in the trees. What, it's all over the place. Now what? Now what becomes of us? Fugivarna Sukkah. They don't know. There's no Sukkah in the town. What's going to happen now? And they're listening for the sounds of the city and they hear singing and joy. Where is it coming from? There's obviously somebody sitting enjoying a sukkah. Where could it be? They go to the outskirts of the city, and there the modern art sukkah is standing. The patchwork sukkah is standing. And there the workers that had done all these other sukkahs, obviously with no insurance and no guarantees, 
were sitting with their families enjoying sukkahs. No. What do you do now? You come with your food. And you say, Rabbi, say, is there room for another family? And the answer is, of course. What doesn't one ye do for another? On Yom Tov. And so, one after the other, the families came in and shared the sukkah. Chalamayit, after all the meals were shared in the patchwork modern art sukkah, the people come to the rabbi say what happened here how did their sukkah survive the storm well you could try to use logic and say perhaps the storm didn't reach the outskirts of the city but besides that being ludicrous the trees were uprooted Obviously not the case. So then what? What was it? They, the Rav finally said, it must be the Achtus. The actus of that sukkah, the uni- unison of that sukkah, teaches us, united we stand. Every one of us built an individual sukkah with the sole intention of us eating in our sukkah. This sukkah was built for them, all of them, for all their families, united. Nobody said, I'll eat here first, you eat here later, don't eat together with me. Everybody came together with their pots, their pans, their things, their foods, and they were passing around. Hey, I like that lasagna you have. I like that. And everybody said, okay, let me taste it. Sure, of course. The actus, the unison, of this sukkah is what kept it standing is what kept it one and against all the elements against all the rain and all the winds this sukkah survived because this sukkah was what sukkah is all about unity oneness Am Yisrael Chai because we are Am Israel, we are one nation, one nation undivisible. Another mitzvah on sukkahs, out of our sukkah, without our lulav and esrik. As a matter of fact, not in our home and not even in shul. Simchas. Base Hashoeva. Going out and celebrating, dancing and singing and rejoicing. On the streets, as the Rebbe put it so beautifully, eloquently, that not the person should dance in the street and that they themselves should be f- feel the joy and satisfaction that's not sufficient. The joy should be that the street itself should feel to want to dance. The dancing should affect and have a direct effect on the street itself, that the street should rise up and want to dance. And the Rambam says, in Hilchas Luluf, this is not done by the ignorant, 
and anyone who wanted. Who danced? The elite, the high people, the high level people, the, the, the ultimate true chassidim that were a real chassid, the Sanhedrin, these are the people who danced. They danced, and the men, the women, and the children watched and heard. Listened to their singing, listened to their dancing. And got inspired from this. This was in the time of the Beis Hamidosh. When they would celebrate in the Beis Hamidosh, Simchas Beis HaSheva, that's how it worked. However, we find many different things that take place now Dafka after the destruction of the temple. Many things that the spirituality, unfortunately, has been slightly diminished. And therefore, the dancing no longer belongs to the elite but rather to everyone and anyone. And this, of course, not only affected Be'echus, but Rekamus. Which means to say, in the time of the Bishamikdash, this whole Advaita, this service, came in a much higher level. The Beis Hamikdash that was there, they saw all the miracles. Ten says Asar Nisim, not so that the Beis Hamikdash. The Mishnah tells us in Ovis, keeping score at home. It's of course Perikay Mishnah. The ten holy miracles that occurred, but now unfortunately I say Seinu later, you know. Velayitano Yadei Adma, as the Davar eloquently puts it in Tehillim, we don't see these miracles. And we don't know when this will be. But this was done since this was done in such a fashion the mitzvah now translates to everyone. Nobody needs to be the same level that those people were at then. We know that what Kahanim used to do, or G'dayli Yisrael, learning Tehidah and doing mitzvahs, like Simchas Beis HaSheva. And just like Tefillah, B'mukayim, K'neget T'midim Tiknu, that Tefillah was established, prayers were established in replacement of all what the Kabbalists used to bring, the Talmud, etc. Therefore this obligation of Beis HaSheva, Beis HaSheva, is now, after the destruction of Beis HaMikdash, incumbent on each and every one of us. And since we are now requested to do more than the previous generations, we need to do it with more fervor. We need to do it with more enjoyment. As we know, Simcha paid us together. And we see, bottom line, the more joy, the more people overcome. And from Simchas Beis we go into the Shmini Atzeres, Simchas Teira, because we enclose all these vessels that we had made now with Teira Mitzvahs, and this gives us strength to go throughout the entire world, 
and then we can accomplish according to the Tera in Bukhukesa Telechim with Mitzayesa Tishmeru and the Bigishmechem Beitam and all the brachas that are united. Simchas Beis Hasheva only starts after the first night, after the first day of Yom Tov, really. One of the reasons is because first we need to be Mekai in the mitzvah of Dalad Minim, of the Lulav and the Etrik. And only after that can your person be true Simcha, Simcha's Beis Hasheva. If you're keeping score at home, the Gemara and Sukkah, Nun Aleph, Starts on Amr Aleph and finishes on Amr Beis the sugya. Where the Gemara tells us, Someone who didn't see Simchas Beis Sheva never saw Simcha in their lives. And the explanation is the mitzvah of Dalit Minim, the mitzvah of taking together in your hand and taking to your heart, because you take the lulav. You take the Esrug and you put it by your heart. You hold it by your heart and from there you shake. From there you do your Nanuim. So by taking this together we are able to establish within ourselves and knowing the godliness finds itself in all different ways. Everyone from young to old, from small to large, get involved. This happens from the first time that a person takes the mitzvah, does the mitzvah, the kachtan lochem. So the fact that we take these four species together, we're keeping scored on the Gemara Menachas, Chavzayin Amar Aleph. When the Gemara says, and it's brought down even more in the Medrash, that these Dalit Minim reflect on the four types of Jews. Starting from the type with all the Midas, the Esrik, Yesh Tam Yesh It has a taste and it has a smell. This is compared to the Jew that learns Teda and does Mitzvah. He has the gishmak, the pleasure, the tam, and his mitzvahs that he does for commandments of God. Is gzeda, the fanel, chuka chakakti, gzeda gezati. No reason, just because God said so, and therefore it comes as a reach nichayach. It's a nachas ruach that you're doing before me. And then you have the Jew a little less, on a lesser level. Either more mitzvahs and less teda, or less teda and more mitzvahs. And this is comparison to the lulav and the hadas. One has a taste but no smell, one has a smell but no taste. And then unfortunately you have those that are compared to the Arava. And the Arava has neither taste nor smell. Compared to the simple Jew who doesn't study Torah or do mitzvahs. But this Jew is not only part of my Lulav and Esrik, not only an integral part, but without it I am not Yetzir. I cannot complete the mitzvah unless I have this Arava together with my Hadas, Esrik, and Lulav. And therefore, by bringing together these four, we come and accomplish a fifth concept, higher than all the other four. Without looking at his greatness, it's impossible to do these mitzvahs, the Kachtan, Lachem, only by uniting them and making the fifth thing, which is Eila Kulana. What is the fifth? Uniting. Unison. 
the unity of all the Jews. Without looking at the greater and the lesser. Without looking at I am more important or less important. This mitzvah is not a mitzvah unless we are all one. And this is the reference V'yasukulam aguda achas l'asetzecha b'leiv shalim. All of us are united together to serve with a full heart. And then we gather together the fifth concept, Eilal Kulana, as it says, what's impossible to achieve through any other way, neither the Yesig, nor the Lulav, nor the Hadas. This is the concept of uniting them all together. And this is how we make Klal Yisrael Aguda Achas. We make the Jews one. We make them one united entity. And this is what God wants to see by His children. Only after this, only after we have accomplished this tremendous feat of bringing together all walks of life, only then are we capable of dancing, of being simcha, Zemish simcha So bottom line, each and every Jew, without looking at who they are, what level they are in mitzvahs, what level they are learning teda, or both together. Just like when we sit in a sukkah, we sit all together. This is the concept of the esrig that welcomes the arava, joins with the arava. And by putting them all together, even though the esrig and the arava are so far apart, you can buy aravas for a dollar. I don't want to tell you what you got to pay for an esrig. You can get for 30 C. Probably more. Unfortunately, this year with the drought, the frost, and everything else, Esregim were going more in the area of four or five hundred dollars. Little green little things. Beautiful. The shapes are great and everything else. Not very big, but they're green. Yeah, the Essex supposed to be yellow. There's a solution to it. It's amazing to hear what kind of patent people came up with. Put in a bag, a paper bag, your green lula, a green esrig with an apple, and put a blow dryer over it for 15 minutes, and your esrig will be yellow. I think you'll have juice. Very interesting juice, an apple and lemon juice, but it'll be juice. But okay, I'm not trying it. So therefore, no matter what level the person is standing at today, we bring them all together. And by bringing them together, these opposites amongst B'nai Yisrael, and overcoming all the obstacles, all times, then we can have a simcha, that the simcha will pale on the entire year. And the Rebbe said, since all of us are found now, from everyone from the four different types, the Esri, the Lulav, the Hadas, Narava. And we find ourselves in a sukkah, Mitzvah Minamuchar, to take this Dalad Minim, to make the Bracha on the Dalad Minim in a sukkah. Then we can see, we can show, truly without, without our true truth, Agudachas last 
in a form of Shlemus Lev of Shalim. And through this, we'll continue Shlemus in the world through Mashiach Tzidkenu, Begula Asida Lavei, because of Mamish Mehedev Yameinu. The Rebbe once had to deal with his eyes. He had an issue with his eyes. And um, generally the policy of the Rebbe was the doctors and hospitals even should come to him. They didn't like to travel out of Crown Heights, out of 770. But unfortunately, the ophthalmologist needed his equipment and everything else, and therefore had to um, had to make an appointment after hours. Nobody would be in the office, and the ophthalmologist stayed over time so that the Rebbe can come. The Rebbe will be able to come see him. For the exam, for those of you who have ever been to an ophthalmologist, the doctor sometimes has to put in drops. And that's the way to see. I don't know what. can't tell you. I'm not an ophthalmologist. Wait to dilate the eyes or whatever they do. So he put in the drops not to wait. As they were waiting, the doctor said, Rebbe, can I ask you something? The Rebbe said, yes. I don't understand I've gone on vacations trips, journeys trip, you know. I've been to far out places places you know I didn't wasn't Hashem running away from Jews but places you don't usually expect to even find the Jew and I found a Chabad house wherever I went there was a Chabad house. And it's just not the house running on its own. There's a Shliach. And the Shliach has children. And it's extremely trying, extremely difficult, a never ending task for the Shliach. They are constantly helping people, doing, running, making, minyanam, bringing mitzvahs. They don't rest, they don't sleep, they don't have a life. And then try to educate their children while they're at it. I, I can't understand the Rebbe. Perhaps the Rebbe can answer my question. How is it possible that Mashiach has not come? All the your shluchim are doing, your, their tireless efforts, how is it they are not rewarded with the coming of Mashiach? The Rebbe smiled and said, I have the same question. It bothers me as much as it bothers you. Or more. And that's why I go through sleepless nights, said the Rebbe because I can't stop and rest until I see that this is accomplished. And I'll tell you one more thing. I don't let them sleep or rest either. Until this is accomplished. And this is our lifelong mission. As Chassidim of the Rebbe, or anyone connected to the Rebbe, anyone who ever went to the Eil, or anyone who ever asked the bracha of the Rebbe, or anyone who doesn't know how the Rebbe has blessed them and davened for them, and that's why they are where they are today. Kinderlach, tut alts was ker heint. Turn over the world today. Sit in the sukkah, we should be zeche. To sit in the sukkah godl, shuvahena. And eat from the Leviathan, and eat from the Sharabar. This very Sukkot, this evening, the Chaim and Chaz Sameach. Oh.